Welcome back to Fresh Off the Pot. I'm Ebev. And I'm Shane. And Fresh Off the Pot is a podcast where we talk about what's fresh and what's trending. And during our time together, we'll cover current affairs, soft news, pop culture, and even deeper conversations about how we have all been doing. And you know, about life. That's right. Each time you join us, we'll give you a rundown on the top headlines that we curate just for you. But today's session, or should I say today's show, is or episode is slightly more exciting because we are switching things up and uh, it's the first time we actually have a, a guest on the show. Woo! <laughs> and uh, May happens to be Mental Health Awareness Month. And of course, we all know that, you know, how mental health is so important. Every day should be Mental Health Day. That's right. And they always say, happy mind. Happy life. Happy life. So we want to introduce our special guest to everyone today. Say hello to Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Dawn. Dawn, of course, is our therapist just for today. Just for today, she is all of our therapists. Everyone's therapist. She's the, the people's therapist. She looks a bit nervous now. <laughs> she's, she's like, I have the responsibility of everyone on my shoulders now. So. I feel so heavy now. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, Dawn of course is a senior psychotherapist from EMCC. So EMCC stands for Eagles Mediation and Counseling Centre, which has been around for 25 years. And maybe Dawn, you could tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, well, as you have introduced, I'm Dawn from EMCC and I'm a senior psychotherapist uh, in the centre. So I have been working in this, uh, in this field for almost more than 15 years. And um, well, I, I enjoyed my work uh, in this field partly because uh, it gives me a sense of meaning and uh, hope in this field and that's why I'm here. <laughs> and we saw that your personal interests include reading, taking mindful walks, Ooh. and occasionally cooking for your family. What are mindful walks? Yes, and where? <laughs> Very important to ask where. So we can join her for her walks. <laughs> She's like, uh. Maybe she wouldn't review, but yes, done. <laughs> um, well, basically, mindful walk is basically is about um, being mindful about where you are where your hands and limbs are mm. and Ooh. how does the fresh how, how does the air feels how does oh. it smell and just focusing on basically on what's external okay yeah and so it's not about your emotions no 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 so basically I've been doing it wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's about the cicadas in the bush you know, walking down or like the pond, the, 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 the rippling sounds of the water. Is it, is it something like that? Like Something like that, yeah. So when, when, when I take my walk, I just focus on what I'm seeing, okay. uh, what I'm feeling uh, in terms of the air around mm. me and what I'm smelling. And also at the same time, it's I'm also focusing on what I'm hearing. Oh. Honestly, when, when we talk about what I'm seeing, I just look at like, the handsome guys that are running, <laughs> the cute dogs. So I will be more mindful. It's about the nature. Do you want to tell yeah. everyone about your walk no. yesterday? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Anyways, since we are on fresh off the pot, maybe we should check in with Dawn. How are you feeling today? I'm, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> nervous? You see, guys, even a the therapist gets nervous. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but okay, we hope that the nerves will slowly with ease along the way. Mm -hmm. I think she and I are feeling perky. We had, we've had um, 
some coffee to reward ourselves for waking up early today. Yes, and while we are still fresh, let's dive into our headline for today, shall we? So today's main headline reads, Today, youth survey, majority more fearful, less sociable due to COVID-19, but hopeful of a better life a year from now. So just to give us some context, this headline is actually from a youth survey that was published last year in November. And I'm just going to bring us through a few of the main points in this survey. Um, it was conducted when things were still changing and still volatile. It still is volatile, by the way. It still is, but you know, we are more hopeful now, mm. I would I would think, with things reopening. Yes. Right? So 58% of youth surveyed said that they have become more fearful because of this pandemic actually but 59% were optimistic that life would be better a year from now and so we are a few months after this article has been published and that's why we decided hmm, maybe we should check in with everyone but um, the top two feelings that respondents expressed were actually about anxiety and stress. Yes, and we also asked uh, our friends and everyone on our Instagram polls as well on how you guys were were feeling. And uh, we asked this question, you know, what is your top concern or worry right now? And uh, we've got our results. The results came in. I'm quite excited to talk about it. So the top concern that uh, people have is juggling everything in life all at once. So there are four different options, purpose, work, burnout, building relationships or, you know, finding the one. And the last one was everything all together. And 46% of (laughs) people in our survey just chose everything at once. So we kind of get the sensing that most of us have been feeling kind of overwhelmed and burnt out. And that is the kind of main challenge that we want to dive into today. Yes, so uh, maybe let's check in with Don. Uh, you know, looking at this survey, 58% of youth, you know, surveyed by Today Online say that they, bec- they have become more fearful, you know, because of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, because of that, a lot of us have started to, to seek help, right? That's right. And to, 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 to try to resolve this fear. And one of that, one of the living examples is actually <laughs> me. <laughs> we love it. So yes, I actually went for a counselling session uh, or many counselling sessions at the end of last year at Eagles Mediation uh, EMCC. <laughs> and uh, Ebef actually started when she was 16. It's good to go for therapy, guys. There's no shame. Are you a champion? <laughs> I am a champion for therapy. <laughs> so yeah, with the pandemic going on and you know how it's getting harder and harder to you know adult and, and stuff like that. Maybe Dawn, we want to ask you the first question for today. Um, have you or has... EMCC seen an increase in the number of young people seeking counselling or, or, or help over the past two years? And what are some of the most common of issues or things that you come across or some of the more pressing issues? Uh, definitely for over the past two years, there has been an increase of young people coming for help. And not only just coming for help, but they are very open in sharing it. Oh. Yeah, And they are also open in sharing the information and resources of where, they, where their friends can get the help from. Yeah, so which is very interesting as compared to the earlier years where people find it a taboo to come for help, yeah, which is a good thing. So that means that you know, the youth are actually taking things in hand to take control of their own mental health and also be willing to share that information of how they can help their friends. Yeah. So, which is a good sign of, of it. And so what we see in those young people that's coming for help are related to stress. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> agree, agree. Yep, for sure. <laughs> and 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 anxiety. 
mm. of how uh, um, how they are experiencing in terms of this pandemic, or mm. also in terms of their relationship with their friends and in work as well. So I guess this pandemic mm. seems like a fever dream. Yes, that came out of nowhere and changed the norm for many of us. So some of us graduated into new jobs amidst COVID. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> At the peak of COVID, okay. um, there were many social restrictions in place, which may have led to maybe increased feelings of loneliness, anxiety, and stress. And now that we are kind of emerging into a post-COVID world, I wouldn't say that it's completely out of the woods yet. But now that we are kind of opening up, we wanted to ask you, like, how do we start to make sense of? the past two years as we go on from here you know like what kind of perspectives should we take on mm, okay so so it's interesting that in the past two years when when the pandemics first started I think uh, the, the basic things was being taken away from us mm. yep yeah, like uh, we can't just visit our loved ones as easily, as conveniently as we can. And also at the same time, you know, a lot of convenience is also taken away from us. So it's all very sudden. But yet at the same time, the suddenness has also caused us to to probably went down to a place where we don't even know and recognise ourselves. Yeah. So in a way, it's very interesting that we pick up as well. when, And that also shows that, you know, we are able to adapt to the changes. Uh, also at the same time, it also question about how we relate to uh, the, our loved ones, and also it also forces people to be relational mm. at the same time. And what I also see is that people are more compassionate with those uh, maybe migrant workers, which was very surprising. So it's it's getting us to pay attention to areas that we have actually never paid attention to. And that includes our mental health and our own personal well-being. Is that right? Does that include like the relationship with ourselves or is more of like with people that we don't get to see as often because... I think it's both. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. It's both sides, yeah. So you get to check in with yourself and you also start to take notice of things that you've never really paid attention to as much. Mm. As I, I, think, I think there are some people who tend to be, who are very sociable. And then they suddenly it was like, oh, they cannot, you know, just mix around with their friends. Like you're stuck in a vacuum. Yeah. And then they just feel kind of a loss. And and men- mentally, they are actually very affected by that change. Uh, and then they were questioning like, okay, what's happening to them? And then that's where we find that there are actually people seeking help to get a connection. And that connection suddenly becomes very important to them, which they have never come to realise it. So it's kind of like you realise how important these interpersonal relationships are to you. Yes. I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you have any uh, advice to those who are seeking connection in, in, in both family and relationship sense? You know, those who, who are st- perhaps still find it a bit awkward to interact with people. Maybe as they, yeah. as they now have to start interacting again and like, it's like, oh, I have to make new friends, get used to talking to people again. Well, I would say that, you know, just take things naturally and and just as per normal. Uh, there's no need to be thinking so hard about, you know, uh, uh, should I change the way I connect? It's just that how things has been as before COVID. Yeah. So basically, it's just be, 
just be you know uh, patient with yourself because mm-hmm. it's the sudden change that has also you know we just suddenly just opened up and now we can be you know with a group of 10 or more right now yeah there's no limit now which is a uh, which is crazy yeah which is crazy about it. <laughs> yeah so okay I guess it, that, just take it naturally don't know? be so hard on yourself oh okay that's, yeah. a, that's a very good way to look at it but as we begin to navigate the adulting world mm. I mean for many of us listening um, I think for many of us we suddenly have to juggle what seems like an overwhelming amount of like facets in our life so that whether that's like social life work your side hustle your sleep your health and wellness how do we do all these and still make sure that our mental health is like thriving you know like how how can we avoid burnout when realistically the work piles you know well, work will always power and will never end. That's yeah. a that's a reality of it. It's very sad because we I, have learned it the hard way. Very hard way. I tell you, like as we as we enter the workforce, one thing that school doesn't prep you is work never ends. They can you you have the skills and the knowledge to go into the workforce, but you don't have the skills to deal with the workload that comes in. Yeah, but you're right, work never ends. So how how then? <laughs> Cannot be don't work, right? <laughs> I, I think for those who just started out working, mm. I think is to be um, be patient and be gentle with themselves back then again. Yeah, because uh, in reality is we can never learn one thing immediately perfectly when we just first started it. And so basically is to be prepared that, you know, things may not turn out to be the way that you expect it to be. Uh, and that is okay. That is really okay. Um, basically, is you know whoever start out you know in the beginning of the work where they can do it so perfectly. Everybody learns from mistakes, but at the same time, is to be able to uh, learn from the mistake and do do it better the next time. So basically, is don't blame yourself when you make a mistake, but be gentle with yourself. <laughs> I wish I had Don tell me this like two years ago when I first started. You, I wish you could see. I mean, you you probably can tell that the both of us are just like, oh yeah, go easy on yourself. That's the easiest piece of advice that you can can give, right? Because as as we start out, I guess there's just a lot to take in. Yeah. So I I guess going back to the question, now that there are so many things that um the youth today have to juggle. You know, there's not just work, but they have uh, let's say family relationships to juggle, expectations, or maybe with their their partners or their side hustles. Nowadays, a lot of people have <laughs> multiple things going on, and maybe sleep as well. You know, thanks to all these things, they they can't sleep well. So how 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 do the youth today manage all these things and 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 avoid burnout? Well, youth these days has many things to handle. <laughs> <laughs> Much more things than I used to handle. Okay, look at our guilty faces. Mm. Okay. But but I think the the main thing is to focus on what is uh um what is your interest. Uh I think that's very important because uh, in a way, it's, you know, while we are busy with whatever that we need to um, be it work or be it studies, it's also very important to also spend some time in our interests as well. Do you mean like hobbies? Ah, uh, yes. Experiences? Correct, yes. And connection with friends also. Because we need to have a balance of it. We can't just be focusing on just one. Uh, for example, like, you know, if you find that you, you are spending a lot of time in your studies, so just give yourself some break of like that one, two hours. Because that one, two hours make a difference. You. So speaking of the one two hours, uh, I was just thinking, actually we do spend a lot of time on our on our phone and on social media every day. But I, I still feel like it's difficult to carve out like one to two hours from my schedule just to like 
go on a walk because there are just so many things that I want to achieve in a day. So I'm not sure what um, I can do about that, honestly. Is there something we can do about it, Dawn? <laughs> well, if you look at what, how you spend your time, are there times, pockets of times that you are, you, you are using your time in, on your cell phone? So probably you can carve out some time instead of using your cell phone, why not use that time to do something that is more fulfilling, that's more helpful for you than to spend time on just, you know, scrolling. I mean, for, for the youth these days, keeping up with the Joneses or like, you know, keeping up with what their friends and the social pressure of what everyone else is doing is is very pertinent. And I very feel like it has become like quite subconscious. Like, I just want to see what people are doing. Cause, exactly. Like, people, it, yeah. It's not that you you don't want to find out. It's you have, you, you don't even realise that you need to constantly know what other people are doing. Yeah, they're just shouting it. So I'm, I'm just like a sponge, you know? I'm just there consuming it. So what should we do if we constantly or subconsciously keep comparing ourselves to, 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 to everyone or whatever that's going on? Like, sometimes it's almost involuntary. You feel like, oh... The first thing I, that I do after I wake up is I need to know like what's on Instagram stories. I need to look through what everyone's previous day. <laughs> you know? I want to say that the expressions in the studio now are pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We sound a bit unhinged, but honestly, I can attest to that. Also. That's us. That's yeah. us. Every Saturday morning, I will, I will look through. What's oh, going on today? And to a certain extent, I feel very stressed also. I, I mean, I'll be very honest here. Like, Friday nights are, you know, where people always go out and have lots of fun and then they will t- post pictures and Actually, stuff on Actually, something my friend media. told me is that, mm. like, she just can't believe she's staying in home on a Friday night and it just feels so weird to her. Exactly. And this was a... This is a social construct. <laughs> nobody said... Nobody pressurized But we can't not. stop the social construct. It's, it's already in motion and I think it's here to stay. Correct. So, I guess our question is how to better manage yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. How how should we deal with this, Don? <laughs> She's like, just stop it, lah. Just stay at home. <laughs> but yes, on a serious note, yeah. Well, if you find yourself uh being affected by what you're seeing in the social media, I think the only thing is to stop. Stop. <laughs> there we go. I I I think the re- the real reason is that you know if uh somehow you if you just can't help doing the comparison I think that is already an indication that this is actually not really healthy for you to continue with whatever that you're doing, is to really stop it and uh check in with yourself what would be something that would be helpful for you to get you out of that mode. Like I always feel like there's a rush, you know. Also like with life in general, I feel like there are just these timelines that we want to meet. And to achieve them at a certain age, um, when you see like, oh, my friends, 80% of them are getting BTOs, that kind of thing. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, am I am I a few steps behind? Like, why didn't I get the memo? It's like, how to deal with those feelings as well that you are lagging behind and like you're trying to get back lost, inverted commas, like lost time. I think in a sense is you have to be very re- realistic with yourself is, is this the time that you want to focus or is this a, something else that you want to focus on? I'll give you an example. Like, you know, I have a I have a youth that came in to see me somewhere last year. Yeah, she's only like uh, in her early 20s. Or she just started her year once in uni or something like that. Yeah. And and she was saying that she was worried. Worried about retirement. Oh! 
not even about what to eat tomorrow. It's about retirement already. <laughs> yeah, worried about retirement. Worried about whether she's going to get a house, whether she has, she can afford mm. a car. Mm. And I was thinking, like, you know, is this the right age to be worried about these things yet? Yeah. So basically, what what is happening is this: that you know, it seems like the youth are just absorbing the information, and without filtering what is appropriate for them at this age. <laughs> Do you see the light bulb just, just being go called out again? <laughs> yeah. We're like a sponge. Our generation is really like a sponge. So we shouldn't be a sponge. We should be a coffee filter. (laughs) Maybe I can be a therapist. (laughs) So I guess as we move on or like move forwards, how do we kind of cope with uncertainty in the future? And uh, this next question is something I also am very personally invested in is how can I stop worrying so much? I think the reality is we all do worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the thing is to check in with yourself about, you know, what is something at present now that you have? Focus on what you have now and focus on what you can do um, better. Yeah. Because the thing is we can't, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Nobody's going to predict that. But it's focus on the present. What can you do right now to improve the situations for yourself? Do you mean like a thankful list? (laughs) (laughs) By, by, I just wanted to like unpack a little bit about like focusing on what we have presently. Mm, I think it's about, you know, appreciating what you have in terms of maybe your skill sets or um, your friends, your family. Uh, When you focus on that, it actually gives you a a sense of, you know, uh, of thankfulness. Yeah, and we have a sense of thankfulness. You actually have, um, uh, it actually grounds you better rather than, you know, focusing on what you lack. And that actually helps uh, with you feeling, you know, uh, assured of who you are. Okay, so how would you reassure yourself? <laughs> how would I reassure? <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I reassure myself by, you know, reminding myself of um, what I like, who are my family members, um, <laughs> and 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 uh, the love from my loved ones, yeah. And also at the same time, is about you know the skill sets that I have. You know, I used to spend a lot of time on a daily basis to do drawings, forty minutes just to get you know just to have clear my mental space. <laughs> what are you thankful for, Sheen? What am I thankful for? I'm thankful that I could wake up this morning. <laughs> I think okay. Saturday mornings are a, a challenge for me. I'm sure for, for everyone who's working and listening as well. You know, every when you finish Friday, right, you're just so thankful that you can sleep in <laughs> on Saturday. My brain checked out. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> At the thought of coming, <laughs> coming here on a Saturday morning. <laughs> what are you thankful for today? For me, on some days, sometimes all I'm thankful for is like, I had great fried rice in the afternoon. Th- that's enough, right? Like, just, just like having small little joys that keep you keep you going on through the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that little exercise already made me feel a lot better because we were worrying about this podcast we were, today. <laughs> we like, and oh, last night we were like, oh, oh, how do we, is how the camera's going to work? Is, is the camera's going to work? Like the questions, are they coming in? Like, are we, is this correct? And then I'm like, oh, actually don't need to worry. We've done this so many times. We are okay. You good? I good. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, then I guess the next question that we have for you, Dawn, is um, with relation to you know practical steps and and some some advice that uh that people can take in when they feel 
overwhelmed. So we resolve the part about worrying about yourself, you know, uh, reassure yourself. But what, what about, you know, what if they still feel very overwhelmed? Like it's uncontrollable or, or their work or their situation or their circumstance puts, puts them in a state where uh, cannot, uh, I, 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 all this reassurance is not helping me anymore. What are some of the other steps or, or things that they can do to not feel so overwhelmed? I think one thing is about also focus about breathing. Deep breathing. Deep breathing. The deep breathing is just focusing on relaxing on your body. And and basically it's when your body feels relaxed, you just can't help but just need to feel relaxed, right? And and that actually stops you from worrying. So the thing is about, you know, focusing on relaxing your body. Uh, and that is actually very helpful. So that when your body feels relaxed, you actually have a clearer mind of what you're thinking of. And it also helps you with your emotions as well. You don't have to do it for like an extended period of time. Um, well, it depends on individual. Some takes 20 minutes. Oh wow, that is so yeah. long. <laughs> Actually, that's okay. No, that's I'm like a super time. restless like yeah. thought. So like, when I have to sit down and be like quiet, it just makes me feel weird and antsy. Yeah, that's why. That's where this question is coming from. So it's actually just for you, lah, is it? Well, if you feel that, you know, just sitting down and breathing is actually, uh, uh, you find it difficult, maybe just go along with the walk. Okay. <laughs> Back to the walk. Okay, so... I guess, like, what are some words of advice that you kind of share with maybe, like, your clients when they share that they are feeling overwhelmed? Like, what's the most, the top priority that, is it like to drop everything or is to just take a walk or, yeah, what should they be focusing on in that moment? Is to basically focus on relaxing the body. So the thing is, sometimes I know that you can't just move away from a table. So you just have to stay at, you know, at, at the office and there's no way you can get out. So basically it's, you know, a short walk to the toilet just to get that breather will be very helpful. Yeah, and sometimes if let's say you can't, you know, just by using a bottle, I know you can't, I, I don't know if you can see it, <laughs> but you know, just by holding a bottle and passing from left to right, oh, it actually helps, you know, with the bilateral, yeah, between your left and the right brain, and that actually helps to make a balance to your brain. But you need to do it for a while just to feel that difference. Yeah, so basically, it's, we are capable to create a balance just by making that one change. Or just by doing that one action. Now that you know we have the demo, right? I cannot see the water bottle in the same way again. You know, passing it from one, <laughs> to one hand to another <laughs> hand to help you relax and, and, and stuff. So yeah, I guess that's a very very good practical tip that we can adopt. So since we are here with our therapist, I know many of us have um, priorities. Um, judging from our poll or so. <laughs> One big one is kind of um, like building relationships and like finding your person. Yes, we all feel yeah. very pressurized. In other words, dating. <laughs> and so our therapist, Dawn, um, she also conducts couple counselling. Actually, I'm also quite curious. Uh, do Increasingly, do you see a trend of a lot of more young people coming in to, to talk about, you know, dating, relationship issues and, and things that probably that they might not have been so open about last time you know uh actually yes they are actually coming forth to seek help to you know regarding about how they can you know work on their relationships because i think now dating couples they are looking into a relationship more seriously it used to be a point where you can only talk to say your your parents or your friends you know but now you can seek a professional 
third-party opinion to sort of break down maybe some of the issues with, let's say, attachment or, you know, anxiety between you and your partner. And maybe let's ask you, Don, like how, how has dating changed uh, uh, over the past two years? And have you seen things that have evolved? And how are people sort of reacting and interacting with each other in different ways? Um, probably at the beginning of the past two years, people wasn't able to like, you know, have face-to-face contact they probably were meeting more online mm. or they are deliberately trying to like, you know, um, squeeze in a time where they can meet outside where they're, they're not being caught in the initial COVID period. <laughs> yeah. Some guy told me to meet in his car. <laughs> I was like, no thanks, man. That's a $300 fine. <laughs> Actually, talking about cars, that was the most convenient uh, option for a lot of people. Not to, you know, do anything wrong, but like, you know, there was one point in time where people couldn't eat out. And the the, the hack and the, the, the loophole, so to speak, was to, to have meals in your car. So maybe the guy wasn't suggesting anything. <laughs> it was just to have a nice... That was the only option available. Yes, but back to... Okay, but back Don. to the question, back yeah. To the question, Don. What are the things about building uh, that distance, yeah, overcoming that? I think it forces people to communicate more during the initial part because they are not able to meet in person, uh, which is a good thing because they are, you know, communicating more because one of the things that, you know, causes the relationship to have conflict is because of no communication or poor communication. Yeah. So so basically is what we're seeing is probably the the initial period is people are communicating um, more and uh, through that platform probably they ag- actually helps each other to know uh, and each other better in, in the process of this beginning of that COVID period. But what are the hallmarks of like good communication? Like how do you qualify that? I think a good communication is basically is being curious about you know um, uh, the partner is having uh, um, questions about you know why do they think about it in that manner? And what does it mean? Rather than taking it as, oh, because they have a different perspective and that is wrong. I think that is actually a, a very wrong, wrong perspective to come So come for in, people yeah. our age who are dating, like, do you have any advice for us? I, I think one thing is this, that, you know, in order to know who, you, you would like to know who you are dating, right? Who your partner is, right? It's best to see them in the setting of how they are with their family, how they are with their friends, and how they are with with their you know at the workplace, and also Oof. in <laughs> so that you know who who how they how they are in different settings, so that you know who um uh, how and and when they are stressed how they are you know reacting to the situations and how do they handle. It. So that gives you an idea of who you are dating. Are you asking for yourself, Ibe? <laughs> asking for a friend. <laughs> asking for a friend. <laughs> but yes, I guess it uh, um relationships are have really changed due to the pandemic and I think maybe that's why according to our our poll that's also one thing that people are very concerned about how to manage their relationships not just between each other and family members but you know with a significant other so to speak so yeah maybe we'll we'll delve into (laughs) more couple uh, uh, dating questions next time next time uh, but if you are going through uh, something w- with regards to managing your relationships and, and stuff like that do let us know and we'll see maybe we can do an actual episode about you know dating and <laughs> actual dating concerns and, and stuff like that yeah but we want to thank you all for sending in your questions um, keep a lookout for our therapist answers 
online. Yes. So unfortunately, we can't cover all of them today, but we are very thankful that you sent them in. Yes, so we've got a couple of questions. We'll, we'll think of a way to, to, to put it out. Uh, but thank you so much for sending in your questions. And uh, yeah. Okay, I guess to wrap up today's uh, conversation that we have with Dawn, we started out by, you know, discussing how people were more fearful due to the pandemic. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, seeking different avenues to seek help. And uh, there are a lot of different things that, you know, people deal with from, you know, stress to anxiety to work and to adulting and, and, and things like that. Um, I, I guess, Dawn, do you have any final words of advice for those who... Uh, are still going through a lot but can't seem to see the the, the light yet you know um, what what advice would you would you give them if they are going through something I would say that uh, a lot have changed in these two years um, we are actually caught off guard uh, so in a way it's we are all also relearning about things uh, at this time because things are always changing the main thing is basically is to really be patient with yourself and there is no hurry to you know um, to do something basically is to just you know focus on what uh, you have and at the same time is not only just focus on what you have but also focus on you know your support network uh, it's, it's, it's good to have friends that you can go to to seek help from so basically is don't you know um, you know hold it to yourself but always have a connection with other people because that that makes a huge difference when you have someone with you yeah and at the same time is if you really feel that you know things are really going not so well for you and you really need a help uh, you can always call for professional help help is still is available everywhere so speaking about help being available we just want to tell you where you can find EMCC so it's very easy you just have to go to the website to register and so I've asked Dawn already it's it's not anonymous but it's confidential so if you want to seek counselling it's a very painless process you just have to fill in a form on their website um, indicate if you need financial assistance and you'll get a call back within two to three days Yes, and uh, this applies to anyone who, who sort of needs help. So I can attest to it because <laughs> I am I go to EMCC. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, it's at National Library, correct? Which level is it? I can't remember. Level eleven, yes. Oh, is that National Library? It's at National Library. Oh, yes. So you, it's a very. Uh, let me describe the process to you, okay? <laughs> so, uh, every every time before I go for a session, the day before, I will sit down and and ask myself what are some of the things that I want to achieve for the next session. Write write down how I'm feeling, check in with myself, and then the next day I'll take the lift up from level one to level eleven. The lift is like a bubble lift, so you can see outside, and then slowly as it goes up. You're like, oh, okay, your worries are going away. And then, yes, you're fine. The great guys at... Your mood is lifting. <laughs> your mood is lifting. Yeah. And then you will walk in and then say hello. You go into a nice little room and then you have a nice little chit-chat session and, and, and talk about some of the things that you're going through with the great guys at Eagles Mediation and Counseling Centre. Yeah. So Was it difficult to get started? Was it difficult to get started? That's a very good question. Emotionally. Mm. I think yes and no. Mm-hmm. The yes part is uh, I had to come to terms with myself that I actually need help. Like I need to take that step. No was because I had a lot of friends who've already seek the avenue of uh, going for 
for therapy or going for counseling. And uh, to me, it was just like, oh, okay, lah. And it, it, you know, it's it's. It's just like going to the doctor when you have flu, <laughs> trying to seek help. Where you know, knowing, looking for the right avenue to to resolve some of the problems and and things that are going through in your head. So yeah, back to the thing. If you guys want to seek help, uh, you can log on to the EMCC website, emcc.org.sg, and uh, you can find out more from there. So if anyone is seeking additional useful, helpful resources, just take a look at our description box, and we will put in some links that. Hopefully, you can check out. And uh, those are great avenues for you to seek help and some sort of support and solace. Uh, I think the first step is always the hardest, but long-term benefits, man. <laughs> so strategic, lah, the way you say it. <laughs> like, take the step first and then see what's, what's ahead. But yeah, that's the, that's the correct way to And it's it. a great step. Alright, so before we end off our episode, we actually have a nice little segment we like to call Voice Notes with with our Therapist. We want to thank you all so much for sending in your questions and um, we we hope that these intimate little voice notes um, help. It will bring you a little bit of joy, hope and... uh, We just hope that they will be useful. (laughs) Yeah, whatever that you're going through, remember, we're here for you and... The People's Therapist is here for you also. First question we have. So how do you deal with imposter syndrome and is it true that mainly women experience this? Uh, No, it's not true. It can be either men or women um, that will experience the imposter syndrome. Um, So how do you cope with it is that, you know, you need to learn to recognize the good work you have done um, rather than dismiss the uh, good work. And also at the same time is, you know, when people affirm you or appreciate you of the good work that you've done is to learn to receive it rather than dismiss. So um, the other way that you can look at is instead of looking at mistakes uh, as in what went wrong, ask yourself what can be improved. So that could help to minimize the imposter syndrome that you're experiencing. And the second question is really poignant. I want to know the answer to this. Is it possible for the human brain to learn how to be happy every day? Uh, you know, exercise uh, has been shown that they can actually help to improve mood and also improve brain functioning. So uh, I believe, yes, it can you know, create happy hormones to make your brain happy. And research has said that, you know, if you do it consistently for 21 days, you might feel a difference in yourself. So not necessarily has to be exercise, but it can be also on, you know, um, just reflecting on every day on three things that you're grateful of for 21 days may do the same effect. I think the question is what choice are you making on a daily basis to make keep yourself happy and positive? And last but not least, how, so the question goes, how do you come to conclusion with yourself? And in other words, it can read as, how do you negotiate your identity, um, be comfortable with who you are, and how do you grow into who you want to be? I think first, we need to learn to embrace our own flaws and beauty, and learning to identify who we are as a person. So learning to uh, discover yourself. The more you discover yourself, the more you know yourself the more comfortable you can be with yourself. Alright, that's it from our People's Therapist for now, for now, for now. Stay tuned. And uh, who knows, we might have another installment of this coming up. And with that, we'd like to thank Dawn for coming in today. Yay! 
Thank you for having me here. You are our people's counsellor. We love you, Dawn. We love you, Dawn, from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. Although it's a bit cold over here, but yeah. We, we want to give you a hug, but... <laughs> Didn't you guys think that her voice was so soothing? It was. It was soothing to the point where... After she gave her advice, I, I, I just don't know how to respond. <laughs> I just, yes, yes, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, 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 correct. But if you guys want to find out more information, of course, uh, do check in with Eagles Mediation and Counseling Centre. So Fresh Off The Pot is an original podcast from Scape. Scape is an organisation that supports youth, talent and leadership development with outreach to 15 to 35-year-olds in Singapore. You can find out more at scape.sg. This podcast was recorded at Scape Live Studios, The Pod, powered by Audio Technica and City Music. We want to give a huge shout out to Peggy from Eagles Mediation and Counseling Centre for making this possible and coordinating everything. <laughs> also, Veron, Lingo, as well as Shah from the Scape team for bringing out the cameras, uh, helping us uh, bring in extra chairs and all the equipment to make today's recording possible. Uh, yes! Please subscribe to us on Spotify so that you get a notification every time we drop a new episode and our DMs are open as well on our Instagram page at ScapeSG and if you want to find out more from our socials, it's ebev.ly or Shane So. Bye! Bye! <laughs>